Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve. You can't get rid of me that easy, Olivas. And he is James. I don't play second fiddle to anyone except Olivas. Breakwell <laughs> and James. Man, how are you doing today? I am doing spectacular. I just got back from picking up my kids from school, but they are a whole two floors of the house away from me, so I couldn't be better. Ooh, you could be in a bubble bath or talking to Olivas right now. I like your choice. <laughs> Clearly, I have, I have chosen poorly. Uh, you might be in a bubble bath as we speak, for all I know. And that's uh, th that's why video is so unfortunate on these podcasts. I was thinking about that as we did this. Like, wouldn't this be so much easier if we just went to audio only? People don't want to see us. Like, it has to it has to cause like a negative listenership effect overall. Like our numbers. If people just didn't know what they look like, what we look like, maybe they would assume the best, and and we wouldn't be uh, you know at the bottom of every list except for in Uganda, where we are extremely popular with that one person. Number two, if I recall, in Uganda. So, James, we are beautiful men to the Ugandanese standard. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> no, you know what? That was our other podcast. Our other podcast was number two there. And that podcast Ooh. is audio only. So there you go. Ooh. We have that's our this is this podcast <laughs> is our control group. The one with video is not even ranked <laughs> in Uganda. So take that for what it's worth. Oh. Well, this is the video-inclusive podcast where James and I, A, bear our beauty to the world, and B, usually have arguments about things that nobody in their right mind would argue about. And James, I'm going to introduce the topic because I'm the one that came up with it this week. Would that be okay with you? It'll be fine. I think you're going to do a terrible job and frame it in a way we can't possibly argue about, but that's what I love about you is that you're so unlovable. So please, take it away. The fact that you have admitted your love to me is all the encouragement I need to keep going. <laughs> but I, because you and I, I always said you are the busiest guy I know, and I feel like I'm catching up to you here. But busy time versus downtime, is it good to have both? Is one better than the other? And James, I will say as a structuring comment, you are the busiest guy I know. But one thing I actually, I don't love about you. I know love what? only goes That's... one direction in wow. this show. But you play hard as well as work hard. And I find that to be very respectable. I like that about you. Now, what do you define as play? Like, is this podcast playing? Because it's very much work to me. Just, just so we're clear on that. No, no, no. This is more torture, I think. We, we did something <laughs> atrocious in a past life. And now the gods of the universe are smiting us. No, I mean, you have date night with Lola that is almost an impenetrable fortress in your week. You have your game days where you spend the day drinking and playing your video games, and those are impenetrable fortresses <laughs> in your calendar. I think you do cordon off time that's important to you and Lola to do things like self-care. Just do stuff that is mindless and numbing and just sort of takes the stress away. Yeah, I would agree with that. So it is very important to me to not be sober too much, as 
so I block off those times and then think of an excuse for why I should be drinking. You know, date night is a great excuse. Video game night every Friday. I have it for forever. I play video ga video games with my friends on Fridays. And then every once in a while, we'll take and turn an entire weekday into it if we're all off at the same time. So yeah, I guess I guess we do do that, but we kind of do the same things over and over. But the great thing is that those habits have not been affected at all by the lockdowns and everything else that happened in 2020. Like my entire recreational arena was just in my house with a bottle of alcohol and a screen. So like this, this just had no effect. I just kept going. Uh, but to your point, the busyness, I mean, that that's the flip side. I don't know if it's... Uh, Maybe maybe blocking out those times helps make me busy because then everything else fills up around it. And then it's, it's sometimes good, I guess, to have recreation where you don't have anything planned. Uh, like just you just do nothing. And now I don't know about you because like it seems like you are the busiest human being between the hours of like 3 a.m. and like 5 p.m. And then I think you're old and you just shut down. Like I don't know that anything actually happens in your life after 5 p.m. Now correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's a great point. I actually thought about this as we were you were kind of setting up your camera and I was about to tell you what the topic is. You and I are on opposite schedules on the face of the clock. I don't think <laughs> either one of us is more busy than the other, but you're sort of a late nighter and I'm an early morninger because you are correct. When it's dark outside, I'm in shutdown mode. I don't want to do anything. And I know how I operate. If I've got something left to do in the evening, I'll talk myself out of it. Like, uh, that's why I'm glad we're recording these podcasts in the middle of the day, because we're late enough that you're already awake. We're also early enough that I can get this done and not feel like I'm missing out on any downtime at night. Sorry, I got lost in my own sentence because I'm getting a call in on my phone and I'm waiting to see if it cuts out. So far, we're good. You still got me, man. Are you in your office right now? Yeah. Are you within line of sight of that mysterious package that's been sitting there for two years? My tripod is resting upon it as we speak. <laughs> that is a clever out, I see. So you can't you can't pull it out without without toppling the whole broadcast. On the flip side, if you did pull it out, then we wouldn't have to see you, and that that would be. Um, so one thing we need to get busy with is you actually opening that box. We teased it like nine episodes ago now, and it's just sitting there taunting us all. So that James, makes... if I'm in prison, if I'm in the federal lockup, what are you going to do in my absence? Okay, they're they're so busy arresting so many other people for so many things right now. I think you're okay. Yeah. You are going to slip below the radar. I can't think of a better time to avoid federal sentencing than right now. <laughs> James, they've automated arresting and trying and destroying oh. people's lives. Like, it's, it's a machine, man. I don't want to get caught up in the teeth of those gears. So actually, I've, I've been uh, shifting to more of your schedule, and it happened when I started working out. So if I work out really? later in the day, well, I've got to get it in before work, and I ended up now, so four days a week, I wake up at 4.30. Now, that's not quite you. I, I think you wake up at like 2 a.m. Uh, just because you hate your life. <laughs> and, 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 but like I, I get up at 4.30, try to get to the gym by 5 or a few minutes after. But then on the flip side, now I fall asleep earlier, uh, which is okay, because I used to, back when we started this podcast, I had yeah. to write uh, at home when I got back from work, and there was a commute on either side, so I'd be up till 1 or 2 in the morning every night, and then I'd wake up at 6 
6 a.m. and go to work and do it all again. Now, I've been going to sleep at 9 or 10 at night. It's crazy. Like, I feel like I might live past the age of 40. I don't even know what to do with myself. Lola is very distraught. She did not sign up for me to have a longer lifespan. But yeah, I'm getting more to the old man hours. I guess the difference is I try to fill those nighttime hours with stuff still. I haven't haven't gotten away with the total shutdown at night. But that's probably because I have four tiny, needy humans in the house. And you have managed to avoid that. You managed to get rid of your last kid before he was even the age of majority, which is honestly your most impressive impressive accomplishment. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, we still have a couple 18-year-olds tromping around, but they're sort of independent and on their own and in another wing of the house. Like, I need a (laughs) golf cart and a helicopter to get over to them, so we don't even pretend they're alive, frankly. If once in a while they scrounge for food, we sick the dogs on them. But... Yeah, I am up and I am burning hot all day. And I used to talk to you, like we would record this podcast. It would be 8 p.m. my time and 9 p.m. your time. And it was like we would finish the podcast at close to 10 o'clock your time. And then you would like go out clubbing from there. (laughs) Like that was when your brain lit up and you got down to business. Yeah, those were my prime working hours. I had to wait for the kids to go to sleep and the wife to go to sleep. And then I was just completely unbothered. And uh, it turns out, like, if you're just tired all the time, you don't feel tired because that's just how you think life is. And it's, it's, that's it's, just it's, how you feel. Yeah, you can't, you can't go, like, one night a week with four hours sleep. That doesn't work. But if you go, like, years with four hours sleep, it just feels completely normal. You just think that's – you're just supposed to feel terrible all the time. And it works. I really honestly I didn't feel that terrible. I kind of wonder if now that I'm getting more sleep, if there's not actually any benefit to it. So there was, a, there was a period of time when I made the worst choice of my life and I went into journalism right out of college and I was working for a newspaper. I was their night cops reporter. And I would report into work around 3.30 p.m. or so. And I would get off a little bit after 11. I had to watch the start of the 11 o'clock news to see if we missed any stories. Now, mind you, if we missed stories by that point, there was not time to get them in the paper. So I guess the goal was just to make us feel bad about ourselves before the next morning because I had no (laughs) practical value. But then I would drive home. So I'd get home around midnight or so. And, um, you know, then, you know, hang out with the wife or do whatever. So, I mean, I would go to bed at 2, and then I could just sleep in as late as I wanted. I could sleep until 3.30 if I wanted. And so I got, like, nine hours of sleep every night for a year. For a year of my life, I did (laughs) not set an alarm. And it really did not improve my life in any way. Like, honestly, there's, there, there's diminishing returns when it comes to sleep. Four hours is probably not enough. Six hours, that's pretty good. You get to, like, nine, you've just wasted a chunk of daylight and done nothing with it. But that's okay, because that entire period before I was on Twitter, I was kind of wasting all my life anyway. That was back in my blogging days when... Uh, I guess it was kind of like the podcast in a way. I put a ton of work into it for absolutely nobody to read. Kind of like, I guess we can't really say we put a ton of you know work into this podcast. We do put a lot of time into it, though. But very similar thing. Yeah, and, and you more than me. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I do have to edit this stupid thing. Sometimes I should just take it and just post my part and just leave it blank. They can just assume <laughs> what you say. So it was a similar stage. So I guess some of my old habits have carried over. I'm still doing the podcast for, for you know, no readership or viewership or listenership. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I those nine hours of sleep, it's not like they were the most productive years of my life or anything. Honestly, uh, they were just kind of wasted. If I could go back in time, I would have slept and relaxed less. Wow. Wow, nobody on their deathbed except James Breakout would say, I wish I would have worked more. But I guess there's an exception to every rule. 
Yeah, well, kind of like I'm probably the only person who goes back and looks at college and wishes I partied harder. Like, I didn't, I didn't drink till I was 21. <laughs> I look back at all those years where I had no responsibility. College was a joke. It wasn't going to mean anything anyway in the grand scheme of things. It's like, why did I just not, why didn't I get just obliterated, like, every night? Why did I not do that? Why didn't I not put my liver to the test when I was young enough to recover from it? Instead, I waited till I was 21. Only partied one night a week, and by the end of college, I was working full time with that newspaper. So that that you know took over things too. And just looking back, yeah, I made all the wrong choices. I should not have worked so hard. I should have drank more. Right after college, I should have slept less. So just uh, all these regrets, Steve. And I, I'm pretty sure we're working on one of those biggest regrets right now. Just here, me and you in this podcast. I, we are living the the anti dream at this very <laughs> moment. I know. When I was a kid, I used to dream one day of growing up and doing a show with someone I didn't like for no possible reward. And this is it, James. It's fabulous. It really is. By the way, I want to compliment you because I'll never remember it in the other podcast. You messaged me to say that I numbered our other podcast wrong when I sent it to you. And you didn't yeah. fix it. Like, I'm, I'm positive when you post that you get to choose the title. And you left the wrong oh, episode no. number in I the didn't. title and then just told me it was wrong. When you yourself had the power <laughs> to fix it, both before and after you posted it. But instead, you used it as a tool to tear me down. And then just moved on with your day and left it wrong. So kudos for that. Well, first of all, you told me last time you had a number wrong, which was for this podcast. You're like, tell me if that ever happens again. And now <laughs> I do, and I'm paying the price. I'm like, I don't know tell what the correct me answer is, and then fix well. it. I thought the, the fix it was implied. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to explicitly state that. <laughs> well, ironically, I didn't notice until after it had been posted, and I'd already forgotten I was ever a part of that show. <laughs> so I, I just need to move on with life once it gets posted, James. Apparently, it just wash your hands of it so if you're wondering why there are two episode 132s of 10 minutes to save your marriage it's because i can't count and steve can count but he can't be bothered to do anything about it so that in a nutshell explains the current status of both podcasts which is weird technology because and me what 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 well that's fine i was going on a diatribe i guess i, 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 I contractually have to, to let you talk now we're both talking at the same time this is very confusing <laughs> for the listener what did you have to say I said technology and me are long overdue for a divorce. Now, what did you say? I was just going to say that it, I think it's kind of ironic that in a podcast episode inspired by how busy we both are, that we are clinging to the biggest time waster in both of our days, <laughs> and neither of us has even considered giving it up. For all we grouse about it and all this stuff, never once have we just, like, well, okay, let's have serious discussion about stopping. We just keep going without any hope of it ever improving or building or going anywhere, and we just keep showing up here week after week and doing it like i'm i'm confident someday i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna be so busy i can't even sleep at night and I'll, I'll actually achieve something important in my life and still i'll come back and do this stupid podcast and still nobody yeah. will listen yeah we'll, we'll give up something lucrative just yeah. to do this like elon <laughs> musk will call us and say can you do this it'll just take five minutes i'll give you a million bucks i'll be like sorry i got break well up what am i <laughs> gonna do that's commitment although it does come down to uh one of those interesting questions this is way off topic but like what actually motivates you and i i don't know i listen to a lot of weird audiobooks uh and and one of the things is pay people like they need money and they work for money but money generally doesn't motivate people to do a better job Generally, people do things because they want to do them, which is really concerning because that implies that you and I actually want to do this podcast 
And that, that just has scary implications for both of us. You know, you actually have more reward for doing this than me because you, uh, I don't know if one is the correct word, <laughs> but you won the right to do your own audio that book, is which you got paid for because of this podcast. What do I get out of this? I get Drakewell <laughs> grief. That's what I get. You get FaceTime with me, and that that is reward <laughs> enough on its own. <laughs> although an audience with the emperor, yes. Although I guess I should I shouldn't bring this up, but I'm going to anyway, just because it pleases me so much. I did have to ask a certain number one super fan the other day for your mailing address because I had something to send you, which you have not received Why yet. Why didn't you ask me? Because I wanted it to be a surprise, and then I just have no self-control. Because I brought it up right now, because I have no self-control. We're coming ah. back to that scene. <laughs> Did she give you my home address? No, she wouldn't box? She wouldn't cough it up. Like, I've had your home address before. Oh, I, I, sent you, I sent you a hat one time, and uh, but I thought you moved since then. I couldn't remember if I sent it to the new home or the old home. So I asked her for your mailing address. She told me your P.O. box. So I, I didn't even know you had. I just love that, that she, she doesn't trust me enough. That I won't like do physical <laughs> harm to you if I get your address. I'm not sure what you know, she thought I was sending. The whole thing worth it. Yeah, she is. She is the ultimate protector of your of your semi non anonymity. So I I still don't know your home address. But anyway, at I your will, PO box within you. the next few weeks, there will be something showing address, up. But you know the funny thing is, you're. I don't know if this happens on your end too, but. Other fans have asked Judy for my address. Really? And she, yes. Wow. And she's uh, always cleared it with me first. Do you know this person? Which address <laughs> should I give? Like, Judy is kind of, she's our first line of defense, Jay. Apparently. Wow. What did we do to deserve her? Clearly not this podcast. But, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's anybody out there asking for my home address, though. I, I think the only person... I've given it out to you is you, and I regret it every yeah. day. <laughs> it's, sure. Just yeah. show up at my house all day. And sometimes, like, usually I have a lot of warning, but every once in a while you're just traveling through the state for no reason. Like, in the yep. middle of a Sunday afternoon, you're like, hey, can I show up at your house? Like, what have <laughs> I done? What terrible series of decisions led to this point? And you've come up with excuses, like, uh, we're out trick-or-treating, I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Like, wh whatever comes to your mind, you you're like, no, no. That's right. You tried. You wanted to meet up on Halloween night. I have four small children. It's like, clearly, <laughs> clearly James Breakwell won't be doing anything on Halloween. <laughs> I think you've been accommodating. Uh, there might have been one other exception, and I can't remember why you had to say no. But I think you've been accommodating every other time I've been in your area. You've actually, have you been to my house two times or three times? You've been here more than once, which clearly shows I, I did three, I don't... if I remember. I, I think it's three. And so, that, that, so one, that shows I have terrible judgment over and over and don't learn from my mistakes. But two, <laughs> it shows that neither of us is as busy as we claim. Although you have the better excuse. Because at least when you stop by, you're on the road. And when you're on the I'm road, working. your busy schedule's kind of upended anyway. Or at least it used to be. Now with remote work, Working and anything like that. I can be just as busy anywhere else in the world as I can be here. But you, you seem to have an yeah. inordinate amount of time to kill in hotels. And sometimes you choose to kill <laughs> that time with me, which I, I will never understand. Uh, the first time we met, did you buy at the bar or did we go Dutch on that one? There might have been an upside for me. I believe we went Dutch because if I recall correctly, you were already drinking when I got there. 
<laughs> you did not win. You had to build up your courage. We threw your beers on there, and I didn't even notice because it was a hefty tab as the as did, it was. Did you pay for my beer? I it it you that's might something have. I can picture myself doing. Yeah, yeah, I bet I did. I mean, I had one, and it was a Bud Light. So I, I've got to think, even at that fancy hotel, that probably did not you know blow your per diem. <laughs> But I had to, I, I had to drive home. I just, I, you know, the, the newsletter this week was about date night, and for the first time ever, my oldest child babysat, and it was the greatest thing because we picked some place that we could walk to, so we could both drink. Now, mind you, the yeah. whiskey there wasn't any better than the whiskey I can get at my home, my house that you know I buy in a giant jug from Costco and cost like thirty cents an ounce. You actually have more at your house than at the bar. But yeah, yeah, probably they probably want to come over here and get some of my supply. But we went there and paid them an exorbitant amount of money to drink. In someplace not our house but then we could walk back afterwards see when i met you i had to stay mostly sober because i had to drive like nine hours back you said you were in indianapolis but i didn't realize you were like on the very fringe tip of indianapolis <laughs> on the other side of the state like i needed a i needed a star to guide me there it was it was not yeah. a convenient location yeah, if you were at noon, I was at dead six o'clock. Like you had to come through the entirety <laughs> of Indianapolis. <laughs> and I did it. I just man, I was I was committed to making this podcast happen. And now we're equally committed to not letting this podcast die. And now we're both talking about how busy we are. But clearly all of our problems, one hundred percent of them, are self inflicted. Like if you had to go down, you're like, okay, which avenues in my life are leading somewhere? What's what's holding me back and what's going to bear fruit? Like this would be item number one on the chopping block, but it's still here. So maybe we have to just adjust the entire premise because if you and I can still make time to talk for 45 minutes a week, neither yeah. of us can be as busy as we claim. Uh, that's probably true, yeah. This is, uh, I, I, I'm sorry that I, I myth-busted your entire thing. That's okay, but I guess I guess I am kind of curious, what do you do? So you're, you're book solid from 4 a.m. through 5 p.m., and then after 5 p.m., nothing. So what does your life look well, like from 5 p.m. till you go to bed at 7? <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> I usually... See, we go to bed at... How dare you? It's like 7.15 usually. Okay. Now, uh, wife makes dinner every night, so we have sit down at the table dinner. We have our billets there. We talk with them about their day. We clean up. That takes a little while. I usually sit in my underpants and watch TV while oh. playing Candy Crush or chatting with wife or playing with the dog. <laughs> And then we go to bed and watch, uh, we've been making our way through the X-Files series. So we'll go watch a couple, three episodes of the X-Files and then fall asleep probably before nine on most nights. You know, I, uh, I started the X-Files. I did. And I had to stop because I found that if you're just a massive skeptic like me who believes in absolutely nothing, that show quickly loses its appeal. Like, is it out there? No. No, it's not. But then, wow. then the military started releasing all these things like, yeah, there's all these aircraft flying around that we can't explain. And now, like, in my friends group, I'm the number one, like, alien booster. So maybe I need to go back and give X-Files another shot. Maybe I had it all wrong. If there's aliens, why can't there be Bigfoot or ghost twins or anything? of those other things especially the ghost twins. my those advice are... to you is begin with season two they hadn't quite worked out how to write a show yet in season one and i hate bad writing and season one is filled with examples of bad writing season two they hired some real writers and it picks up 
I there's a lot of shows like that that are just are just rough off the ground, and it makes you wonder how they ever make it to season two because they're so quick to cancel everything if it's not an immediate hit. And some of these things they just they just make it somehow, and uh, and it works. What's what's the appeal of X Files for you? Are you an alien guy or a ghost guy or a satanic worship guy? I mean that that was probably what I'd have you pegged for. But what's your what's your thing on there? No, it's neither of those. My wife liked the show. And when we first got married, the show was just starting. So uh-huh. the show started in 1993, I think, and she got into it. And so I don't dislike the show. It's got a little action, got a little, hmm, I never thought of that. I like that kind of thing. And I like a witty repartee. And David Duchovny is always good for that. Yeah, you like. I guess I understand now why you like talking to me so much. That explains your motivation for doing this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you pulled that out of what I just said. (laughs) That is the the funny thing. We, what? Go ahead, go ahead. We have literally never talked about ending this show. I was thinking when you said that, surely it had to have come up in three and a half years, but I don't think it has. No, not one time. We've, uh, I mean, we joke about how badly it does, which is not really a joke at all. It's more of a statement of just objective facts. <laughs> and we, we joke on air about ending it, and then we get to the end of the show, and it's like, all right, talk to you next week, and that's just how it is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, at some point, we do have to end it, at least for the week. And I believe, James, we've come to that point right now. I do believe we have. So we will bring this baby to a close. We're going to hit the break, but not too hard. We'll coast to a soft stop as I talk you out of here. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And by everybody, I could name all of you by name and still have fingers left on my hand. But until we meet again next week, this is Steve Lee. This is Dr. Steve. Yeah, I'll be here next week. For James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell sang. Thank you to everybody. And remember, two wrongs can't think a right.